listening to the Starsology Astrology Podcast, and I'm your host, Alison Price, and I'm here with my co-host, Arwen O'Neill. Hi, Alison. It's great to be here again. It's great to have you. And in this episode, we're actually doing a 2024 astrological look ahead. We're going to be having a look at what's going, what's going to be happening in 2024 as we come to the end of this year. Uh, we're going to have a look at it uh, month by month. And in really, in reality, we're only looking at a few main things that are coming through. Yeah. Yeah, the big things. So we're going to look at what we're going to be looking at is uh, mainly some of the some of the absolute huge conjunctions, of which there are a few, a couple of the huge ingresses, and uh, coming back down to Mars. Um, some planets actually are staying in their ex- in their signs. We'll talk about that in a moment, but some of them obviously are moving forward. So if we look at the outer planets coming backwards, uh, Pluto will be moving in and out of Aquarius. We'll talk about that in a moment. Neptune is remaining in Pisces. So Uranus is going to be staying in Taurus for the whole of the year. And then when we get down to Saturn, Saturn will remain in Aquarius all year. Uh, but Jupiter's moving. So we'll be talking about that. And of course, Mars is moving. So we'll be chatting about that as well. Yeah. yeah. So let's just start the year off in January. And our first ingress when a planet changes signs is on January the 4th. We've got Mars going into Capricorn. This is always a good position for Mars because it's in exaltation here. It works well here. It's a bit of a, as I've said in the Mars, it's a worker planet. Yeah. You can expend your energies. Do you have any thoughts on the Mars going into Capricorn? I mean, I don't really have a lot in Capricorn in my chart. So, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's it's kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a hard-ass position. <laughs> it's it's definitely like the uh, the ambitious, uh, cold-blooded, kind of uh, ruthless sort of uh, So the year's going to start off <laughs> with you a know? bang. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's good for the economy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get your New Year's resolutions down before the 4th, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then later on in January, on the 21st, we've got one of our big movers. Yeah. Pluto goes into Aquarius. Pluto goes into Aquarius. Again. Again. Yeah. This happens a couple of times. Yeah. And then finally, towards the end of the year, it'll go in for the for the long haul, which is like the next 20 years. But uh, yeah. it's going to retrograde again in the middle again. of the year. So, so. It's, it's lingering or loitering with intent. Across yeah. the cusp between Aquarius and Capricorn, yeah. it's going to. It's been. It's been in Aquarius already. It's been back into Capricorn, and then, then in January, it's going back into Aquarius, hanging about that twenty-nine degree yeah. uh, for several months. Uh, quite. A, I would. It's a bit of an annoying position for Pluto to be in, yeah. but um, it will ease through as the as the year continues. Yeah. All right. And then if we have a look at February, the only real planet changing signs that I'm talking about, because we're not talking about the sun, Mercury, the moon and Venus, uh, but Mars on the 13th, Mars is going to move into Aquarius. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And Mars is usually about six weeks in each sign and it's going to be moving into Aquarius. And then at some point it's actually going to conjoin Pluto. Yeah, that's Uh, that's super interesting. Yes. Yes. So that's that will be the, the one shift that we have there for February. Yeah. And um, then in March 2024, um, on the 22nd, Mars is whipped through Aquarius and is now entering Pisces. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be stimulating all you all you Piscean folk with the suns there <laughs> and uh, getting you off the couch for sure. Yeah. And then later on in March, on the 25th or the 24th or the 26th, wherever you live in the world, um, there is a lunar eclipse yeah. in Libra. Yes. So this is the first eclipse of the first eclipse season. That we have in 2024. Right. It's a penumbral lunar eclipse. The penumbral lunar <laughs> eclipse. For what and, it's worth. and as we get up to March next year, we'll definitely be doing an in-depth look into these eclipses. Yes. But we're just mentioning them, mentioning them in passing as what's coming down 
during March. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then moving on in April 2024, on the 8th, that is two weeks after the lunar eclipse, we have the solar eclipse now in Aries. Yes. And for anyone in North America, this is the big one. This is going to be a total eclipse that moves across a great swath of the U.S. and Canada. Wow. Um, yeah. First uh, total eclipse that's going to come across North America since, I think, 2016 or 17. Oh, my gosh. I wonder yeah. if you'll see it in Vancouver. We'll have to check We that. will not. But uh, if we travel to Ontario oh. or Quebec, which... Some oh, really? of us might be planning to do. Toronto. Oh, Here we somewhere come. Somewhere around there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's going be interesting because solar eclipses are always good, good interesting things oh, yeah. to look at astrologically. For sure. And this one's in Aries. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice one. Yeah. Um, then on the 20th, we've got this big conjunction. Yes. Jupiter conjunct Uranus, which is... In Taurus. Yes. I mean, this is uh, this is really a big... It like, is. A sort of generational aspect. It and is. We, I think, have talked about... Jupiter and Taurus, we've talked about Uranus and Taurus, and it's really interesting to see them come together because this is, um, these are... In the financial sign, yes. Yeah, yeah, and also about sort of resources and food and money, scarcity, supply chains, all that stuff. Yes, I've always felt that Uranus and going through Taurus has a lot to do with cyber currencies, Bitcoin coming up and becoming more every day, so we're tapping our phones and paying with Bitcoin coffees, and Jupiter coming through Taurus... Um, as it as it crosses over Uranus, is likely to spike interest rates at that time. Yeah, there, there will be increase um, in that too. Yeah, so that would be something to to be watching out for too. Yeah, and then in the last week of April, on the thirtieth, Mars then crosses the end of the zodiac and once more enters its own home sign of Aries. Yeah, yay! We're all happy about that. Yeah, Mars is super comfortable there. It is. It's in its own sign. It can really just uh, stop pushing things through. Yeah. And in the Northern Hemisphere, of course, this is always like, it's not quite the beginning of summer, but uh, it's it's close. It's, yeah. It's things are warming up. Of, yeah. Things are heating up. Yeah. Um, and that will occur as Mars enters and goes into Aries. Yeah. Um, then in May, not much is really happening astrologically. Um, on the 25th, I say that, on the 25th, the big planet Jupiter, the planet of great expectations. Yeah, the biggest planet in the solar system. The biggest planet in the solar system, <laughs> the wannabe sun but couldn't quite make it, right. is entering Gemini. Yeah. So it's leaving Taurus, entering Gemini. Yeah. So this puts it in its place of detriment, but that won't stop Jupiter. It no. will still. <laughs> yeah, detriment, detriment, as Jupiter says. <laughs> there's going, yeah, there's going to be a lot more, I would assume, news coming out, yeah. extravagant stories, yeah. extravagant situations, yeah. duality will be the four. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we'll be talking a lot we more about We will definitely do that. an episode on, on Jupiter. Absolutely, as Jupiter sure. enters uh, Gemini. It's a big thing. Because yeah. uh, Jupiter spends, as we know, um, a year in each sign, so yeah. this is its shift into Gemini which is great. And it's a smooth one. It doesn't retrograde back at all. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, then moving on into June, on the 9th, good old Mars leaves Aries and then enters Taurus, yeah. where it's not it's not sitting well. It's in Venus's sign. It's not comfortable there. Yeah. So it's come from this place of, I love myself to, oh my God, <laughs> um, as it goes through Taurus, right? Oh. But you will get a Mars return. But no doubt we need to talk about that uh, next year in, yeah. in June. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. As you get your Mars return, yeah, yep. interesting. Because yeah. Mars isn't going to go through the whole zodiac. That's why we're talking about it. Yeah, this yeah. year, for sure. yeah, yeah. Um, and then moving on to July, uh, really, not much is happening either. The only planet of any significance changing sign there is Mars is entering Gemini on the twentieth. Yeah, so it's now going to be catching up with Jupiter right. uh, shortly, um, bringing a lot of focus into the into the air signs there too. Yeah. 
And then if we look at August 2024, there's a couple of things happening there. Well, one one thing that we are concerned about is on the 19th of August, Jupiter is actually going to be squaring Saturn. Yes. So the planet of give is squaring the planet of take. Yeah. Expansion, opposition. I think of these as like kind of the... um, the, the different types of fathers, like the, the, the generous giving like father who wants to just support you and is okay with everything you do versus the, you know, disciplinarian father who's like, do your homework and put on a sweater yes. or don't turn the heat up, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what are you, uh, are you a man or a mouse thing? <laughs> yeah. So this is quite, um, it's going to be quite a challenge there. It's probably going to be an orb for bubbling under for at least a week, if not 10 days prior yeah. to the 19th. So that will shadow the whole of August with, this, and it's a huge tension when you've got Jupiter and uh, Saturn in, in, a, in a square. Yeah. It, you know, depends where it lands in your chart. No doubt we'll talk about that particular aspect in greater detail because basically everything we're mentioning now in the in the highlight we're going to be talking about next year in greater Absolutely, detail. Absolutely, yeah. So it, that's going to be at 14 degrees of, uh, of Gemini. So, right. So anything that you have in 14, in 14 degrees Gemini. Of, of those... Or, yeah, of the... Um, of the mutable sign. Exactly. is going to be pulled wow. in. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be sucked in and... Uh, brought out for washing right yeah, yeah exactly. and hanging your laundry on the line when they say hanging out your dirty laundry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the square okay. is uh you know the the shift between like uh desire for expansion and restriction and you know yes uh, yeah. and which will win yeah exactly which will win yeah well yeah well as i say we'll definitely give that a good and, and that also re- re- uh, retrograde repeats in december so that's uh we're gonna, oh you know, wow! We're going chronologically here, but that aspect actually will come back again in December. So, and then no doubt Saturn. into the year after too, because there'll be three of those. Exactly. There's, there's never equal numbers; always an odd number. Right. So, gosh, so that's going to be probably lingering in orb as well uh, yeah. during that time. Yeah. So we'll we'll dig a lot more into that in the new year. I think that will be an interesting thing to consider. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then if we move on to uh, September, yeah, September first, um, another of our big shifters on the second. Yeah. Good old Pluto is going to retrograde back into Capricorn yep. one more time. Yep, last time until November nineteenth-ish. Wow. So yep. it's going to be hanging about. Yeah, um, going back into Capricorn. Yeah, uh, twenty-nine something or other Capricorn. Just in time for back to school season. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. So you've got that really not moving off the mark much for the whole year. Yeah. Um, on the fourth, then two days later, we've got Mars entering Cancer. Not particularly well off there. It was in its fall, but anyway, that's good old yeah. Mars. And then on the eighteenth of September, we're starting with our second eclipse season yeah. uh, with a lunar eclipse in Pisces. Yes, Pisces twenty-five degrees. Yeah. Sorry, twenty-five degrees. Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, no doubt we'll be giving, we'll be talking about that in more detail at the time. For sure. But um, it's interesting how the eclipses are all Aries, Pisces, Libra yeah. this year, and that's to do with the nodes, of course. Yeah, yeah. then September 9th, uh, an interesting aspect that's coming up is a kite aspect. And we can talk a bit about that yeah. later because yeah. it's, uh, it's a fascinating one. And the, what makes it most interesting to me mm-hmm. is that this particular kite uh, pulls in the Sun, Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus. So it's all the outer planets plus the Sun. Right. And uh, a kite, like just to describe this so that people can picture it, if you don't know, is an aspect that occurs when three planets uh, form a grand trine and the fourth is opposite one of those planets and it forms a sextile to two of the others. So in this case, the Sun, Pluto, and Uranus are, perform- are, are forming a grand trine, right. and then the Neptune is completing the kite. Right. So the Neptune is is sort of the focal point, as they yes. say. It's the it's the release of the tension. Um, so in in a sense, it's 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 uh, 
creativity and uh, mysticism and possibly delusion are where the, the funnel of, of energy is going, is going, which is a weird kind of idea. Yeah, that uh, is going to be interesting. Yeah, and the, and the signs involved are the sun in Virgo, uh, Pluto in Capricorn, of course, Neptune in Pisces, and Uranus in Taurus. So it's, uh, it's very earthy, but with Neptune in Pisces <laughs> as the final kind of focal point, which is like, what? All the earth signs are funneling into Taurus somehow. And, uh, whoa. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that is definitely something we'll, we'll have to talk about that more, that yeah. more um, as well. So yeah. that when, what was the date of that you said? That's uh, September 20th. Okay, that's yeah. great. So that's all going to be close in on that eclipse as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely Super have interesting. About that in the Super future. interesting. That's something to look forward to. Absolutely great. Yeah, so October. On the 2nd, we have a solar eclipse in good old Libra. Yeah. Um, which would, should be a great thing. Um, it's just reflecting the earlier in the year solar eclipse in Aries. So yeah. now we've got the one in Libra. Yeah. Bringing concerted focus to wants and needs uh, to do with Libra and stuff, which is always partnerships and yeah. finding balance and harmony in your life so that would be a great time there as well that should be pretty that should be a pretty good uh, solar eclipse yeah definitely ah. uh, then moving on to november um on the fourth we've got mars moving into leo nice yeah i know <laughs> i always like mars and leo because it, it stimulates all my planets and i'm thinking oh let me do even more yes, i'll get really. up extra early and do extra stuff yeah and um, this is usually the time when i say and i'm going to start yoga <laughs> or stretching or Pilates or something. Yeah, yeah. Mars and Leo is a great placement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You certainly can expend your energy, even though it might just burst out at, at times. Yeah. So. I'm not sure what order we're going to be publishing these in, but we've got an episode <laughs> coming up about Mars in Leo. Yes. Uh, plugging that episode. Uh, my partner of uh, 25 years happens yes. to have that placement, and he definitely exemplifies some of those characters. Breaking so, a sweat. Yeah, yes. so we'll be doing that uh, at some point later. Yeah. Yeah. Support. Yes. Yeah. So then on the 19th of November, Pluto, Pluto is moving into Aquarius. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, Owen, is this the last movement in there or does it retrograde back again? I believe it's the last. Okay. Yeah. So then finally, it's at the end of the year, it's into Aquarius and saying, okay, I'm, yeah. the, I'm here now. The age of Aquarius is upon the us. Party, the party can start. I'm here. Yeah. So, yeah, tricky, tricky, uh, tricky position, but it's. It's taken over a year to Amanara on the threshold, yeah. and it's finally moving into Aquarius, which yeah. is what we'll be living with for moving forward. Yeah. Right. And this we spoke about this last year, and it's all going to be about the ChatGPT AI yeah. mid-journey, which is my new favorite thing. But anyway. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and also the politics, too, because the U.S. has its uh, has had its Pluto return. It's Pluto return uh, in Capricorn. So finally, the U.S. is going to be getting out from under that Pluto return energy, which has been going on for years, ever since 2008. And isn't there an election next year in November? <laughs> Another one. Uh, um, yes, I believe so. I believe yeah, next year so, election. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I, am stand, I stand corrected on that because I don't really follow U.S. politics, but I think there is an election next yeah, November. How, how, can, how can one avoid it in yeah. some ways? Exactly. So yeah. Pluto is going to be right there on the on the edge of it. It'll, yeah, it'll it, it reckons a new day. At least yes. that's all we can say about that. We're not we're not going to make any <laughs> major <laughs> predictions. But I mean, if Pluto has any say in it, Pluto and Aquarius means that a new day is dawning. Okay. So what are we saying that if they do the election when Pluto's in Capricorn? The Republicans are going to get in, and if we do the election when Pluto's in Aquarius, the Democrats are going to get in. I've gotten into trouble making that kind of prediction before. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll circle back on that. We'll give that one some more thought. Yeah. But you could you could go that as a broad stroke, but we're, yeah. Yeah, we're, not, we're not. I mean, the, the election's always November 6th. So. Oh, is it? Oh, well, they, I didn't know that. So Pluto's still going to be in Capricorn when it goes down. Yikes, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> Trump 2.0. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know who the runners are. Who's, it's who's going to be Trump. Who's going to be? Oh, is it? Who are contending for these positions? Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's not go over there. He's yeah. not going to bow out. It's going to be Trump versus someone. Wow. Yeah. But. And then finally, we get to December 2024. Yeah. And um, quietish, quietish month in general. But then on Christmas Eve, thank you very much, we've yeah. got that second square yep. with Jupiter squaring Saturn. Yeah, retrograde. It's going to bring tension over the Christmas period. It really will. Yeah. It's, um, People arguing about the election <laughs> over the Christmas dinner table. <laughs> Yes, and they were saying, well, I, you know, I, you bought me socks again. What were you thinking of? And yeah. you're going to have to suck it up and say, thanks, thanks, Aunt Agatha, for the raw socks and the yeah. the bar of soap. Or, I mean, what is your message? Right. So there will be some, I'm saying already, there will be some tensions over that uh, because it's those two planets. They're bringing it in if you let it. Yeah. So if we are, with awareness, of course, we can overcome all of these things. Exactly. and uh, yeah. Get all your Christmas stuff sorted out way early in December if you're going to be doing a big gift giving or yeah. uh, dinner or what a family get together or what have you get it really all sorted don't talk about politics at the dinner table if you know. <laughs> because, like, what are we saying this is the aspect of indigestion because right. it must be yeah indulgence versus restriction yes yeah, i'm on the keto diet oh but here have some more stuffing <laughs> <laughs> right exactly yeah and um or other be rehashing what's recently gone down clearly in that election and whatever else is going on in the world at the time which will be plenty yes and with Pluto moving into Aquarius finally we will definitely feel the big shift there yeah yeah so the overall vibe of this year I mean we're starting out with a lot of planets in earth we've got two of the outer planets uh Pluto and Uranus in uh you know, in their long transits uh, through Earth signs of Pluto, uh, Capricorn and Taurus. Mm. We've also got Jupiter and Taurus. But in the middle of the year, Jupiter's going to be moving into Gemini. And we then have Neptune in Pisces, which is obviously a water sign. And then late in the year, we have Pluto moving finally into um, Aquarius. Which is so, another air sign. Air sign, yeah. So we're, we've got this shift from air into, uh, sorry, from Earth into air. Um, As the year unfolds. Yeah, yes. yeah, which is... Great. And Mars at some point is, is doing... Going through Gemini. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. So that's interesting. It's always interesting to see the, the main elemental feel yeah. because if what we're saying is in general it's going to be quite earthy at the beginning yeah. and it will slowly shift to a little bit more airy towards the end. Yeah. So if you happen to be an earthy person, you'll probably find the earlier part of the year suits you better mm. because they'll be trining your sun and conjuncting your sun. Right. And then if you're an air sign you'll find that the second part of the year will be more beneficial for you in general as a main background theme yeah so what does this say if you're fire or water well your time will come right yeah and also i mean there's all these squares and oppositions and yeah and the look, at, look at your chart yeah that. but in general it's it's interesting how the elemental shift uh continues yeah on these things yeah it really just gives a flavor to the year so. yeah Good. Okay, Arwen, so generally we've spoken there about the ingresses of planets changing signs, yeah. and um, we've mentioned the eclipses as well, which are things that we always like to talk about. Yeah, major and, aspects. Yeah, yeah. Some, some real heavy-hitting aspects. And other things that I'm going to mention as well today are going to be the retrograde periods of the planets for yeah. the, for 2024. Yeah, people love to know that. Exactly. Especially exactly, and um, particularly because we're good old astrologers, we just want to mention it in passing. Yeah. So. 
if I, I, I do have a table in front of me here, and yeah. um, if we look at the Mercury retrograde cycles. That's the big one. That's the one where <laughs> my coworkers have frequently asked me, is Mercury retrograde? They know I'm an astrologer. They're <laughs> like, is Mercury retrograde? I feel like it's retrograde. <laughs> yeah. And no doubt we'll be talking about these Mercury retrograde periods more towards the time. So anyway, yeah. the year starts off January 1st, starts off with Mercury retrograde, but it goes direct on the 2nd. So we're actually just oh. going to dismiss this because nice. that was last year's news. Yeah. Okay. So then in 2024, uh, Mercury will be uh, retrograde on April the 1st to the 25th during April and this will be from 27 to 15 Aries so now it's retrograding in the fire signs nice. yeah. um, then its second retrograde period for the year will be August 5th to the 28th hmm. and this is from 4 Virgo to 21 Leo so that will be triggering the pair of us yeah. very nicely yeah. thank you very much yeah. going straight direct on my birthday nice yeah <laughs> so again Earth uh, fire yeah. and then in November from the 26th to December the 15th it will be retrograding Sagittarius from 22 to 6, so again in fire. Yeah. So basically Mercury is retrograding mainly in the fire signs. Yeah. So if you happen to be a fire sign, you're going to get a three hit from Mercury. So that's kind of interesting, but that's, yeah. we will no doubt talk about these a lot more For in sure. a lot more detail. Yeah. And then our next planet up is Venus, and Venus is not retrograde at all in 2024. Nice. So it's only retrograde every 18 months, so it's pie passing altogether 2024, yeah. which means it's a great year to get married. Oh, yeah, nice. In case we were thinking of getting married. Well, I mean, at some point in 2023, we've had like almost every single planet yes, retrograde. exactly. It's ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> so what about Mars? So Mars will actually go retrograde right at the end of the year on December the 6th, hmm. and it will be retrograde into 2025, and it retrogrades at 6 Leo. Hmm. So it's ending the year in Leo as well. Nice. So that's really basically direct for the whole year. So it's a good thing too. Yeah. Now, Jupiter will be retrograde during from October the 9th, into 2025, again, crossing over the end of the year, mm -hmm. um, and it goes retrograde at 21 Gemini. So those two are both retrograde at the end of the year, so bear that in mind over that Christmas period that's going to be stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Saturn will be retrograde from June 29th to November the 15th, and this is going from 19 to 12 Pisces. Mm. Pisces retrograde is almost like... <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say then. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just picturing because it's it's the fishes. It's a it's a sign of duality. It's one fish going one way, one fish going the other way. It's almost like what does retrograde even mean if it's Pisces? Yeah. I mean, no shade on the Pisces, obviously. Of course not. Of course not. All right, and then if we look at Uranus, so Uranus will start the year retrograde from January the first to the twenty seventh. Then it goes direct at nineteen Taurus, and then in September the first to the end of the year again it is retrograde into 2025 mm -hmm. from uh, 27 taurus so that's another planet that's retrograde at the end of the year and then we have neptune between july the 2nd and december the 7th is retrograding from 29 to 27 pisces it's really getting towards the end of that sign now yeah. and then good old pluto from may the 2nd to august the 12th it starts off at two aquarius then retrogrades back to 29 hovers again on that cusp and then comes back. So we have spoken about that, and Pluto will be doing that retrograde right on the edge, on the cusp between Capricorn and Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so just as a reminder then, in 2024, February and March have no planets retrograde, so that would be a good time to really honestly get married or open a business technically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sign that contract. <laughs> Sign that, do something good. Whatever, yeah. And then towards the end of the year, more and more planets fall into the retrograde cycle yeah be careful with the major purchases for christmas blah 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 exactly yeah. and as we have said that we will uh, dig into most of these things we've mentioned 
during the course of 2024 oh, as they crop up. We're going to do in-depths into the eclipses for sure, probably the Mercury retrograde periods, and certainly Pluto and Jupiter changing signs. Yeah, and I'm doing all these little 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 focal episodes on certain transits, Jupiter, square Pluto, and, and all these little things which I love to do. That's so. right. That, that's coming through in our Wednesday episode yeah. generally. Yeah. And um, so um, as as you all guys all know, this episode is now going out on December the 31st. Yes. So happy New Year's Eve. So yes, <laughs> so definitely happy New Year to everybody. We, um, we hope you have a prosperous New Year. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us this year. We look forward to bringing you way more Starsology goodness throughout the year. Yes. Every Sunday, every Wednesday. That sounds and, um, and uh, we'll keep you up to date on everything that's happening in the universe. Exactly. And um, if you feel that you enjoyed this or had found value in this episode, please do share it with someone who would be interested. Yes. And reach out to us at starsology.com if you have any questions that you want us to cover in a future episode. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Well, from Arwen and myself, we want to wish you Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Thanks so much for getting this far through the episode. I just want to take a moment to tell you about the two main options of my astrology services. So the first one is coaching. If you are an aspiring astrologer, and by that I mean someone who's perhaps a hobbyist astrologer or someone who's learning astrology or a student, or you've got a few books and you've been doing it for a while, but perhaps you need a little bit of help to bring it all together then maybe getting some astrological coaching from me would be the answer for you. The astrology coaching I offer is a one-hour session on Zoom, and it's tailored to answer your particular questions. For example, if you have issues with natal chart readings, we can go there. Or if you're having problems working with your forecasting, we can go there. Or even basic astrology stuff, or even getting yourself organized for your astrology business. The idea is that astrological coaching will answer your particular questions. It's tailored specifically to you and where you are in your astrological journey. And I'm happy to help you out with some guidance about how you can get going, what to focus on and what to dismiss. So that would be the astrological coaching for people trying to learn astrology. The second astrological service I offer is consultations. So this is for someone who perhaps doesn't know anything about astrology, but they just want to have their chart read or get their chart done. Call it what you will. So once more, this is a one-hour consultation over Zoom. I will interpret your chart, tell you about the main features, tell you about where the energy is flowing, and all the rest of what is entailed in a thorough natal chart interpretation. I can also add in some forecasting in there too, bearing in mind we only have one hour. So just in summary, I've got coaching for people who want to learn astrology and I've got uh, consultations for those who want to get an astrology reading done. I'm Alison Price from starsology.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.